Fuck, I'm a dumbass. I was sitting here going, looking at my screen going, why the fuck has Andy not come on yet? Why is, why is this not fucking started yet? I mean, he must be running late. And then I looked down and it said, join meeting. I was like, oh fuck, I haven't clicked the button. <laughs> For fuck's sake, how much practice have you had? <laughs> I know, terrible. Oren B. Andy G. Been a while, mate. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Not too shabby, actually. Um, I'll share a little something with you. After the last episode, um, which I must admit we had some good yarns, uh, I almost lost the entire recording. Um, <laughs> honestly, because you just disconnected, and I disconnected straight away. And um, as soon as I disconnected from Zoom, I just turned off my microphone, I turned off my mixing desk, and my mixing oh. my mixing desk is what records us. And because I just turned the mixing desk off without hitting stop, I thought, oh, fuck, I've just gone and turned this thing off. <laughs> and I haven't saved the episode. Yeah. Anyway, luckily, the machine obviously records as we go. So by the time I turned it off, it already had the episode locked away. So honestly, man, we almost never had a last episode because <laughs> I thought I'd fucked it up by uh, switching off my mixing desk before stopping. How about that? <laughs> Bugger. <laughs> oh well, live and learn. Yeah, I know. Uh had a cold since the last time we caught up actually. I was um had a fair bit of time off work actually to A look after the family because they were sick and then B I ended up getting sick as well. So You still sound like you're all stuffed up, eh? Well that's the thing, I'm not though. I'm not not really that stuffed up. Um that's how I'm talking to you now, doesn't it? <laughs> no. Fuck up. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, um, I don't know. I, I I know what you're saying. I can hear it too, but I don't feel that stuffed up. Don't feel that bad. But um, yeah. Anyway, everyone in your household, well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Erin's Erin's had a bit of something for probably a week. She's sort of been just run down and feeling pretty knackered and not not been up to much. So yeah, she's better now. She's good. So oh, nice. touch wood. This year we avoid all the bugs. Well, yeah, especially as you, year, you want to go on yeah. holiday later in the year too, mate. You don't want to be getting sick again. Yeah, we don't want to go on holiday in the July school holidays this year because that's what we tried to do last year and ended up rather ill. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not good, yeah. not good. Uh, right, I'm looking forward to it actually because I've got three weeks off. So I'm going to work on Wednesday for just one day and then I'm off for three weeks. I'm absolutely stoked, so I'm looking forward to that. And the last week of my break falls into the school holiday, so we might look to do something locally with the kids maybe. How many days? Because like, oh, you've been off for quite a bit, haven't you? Have you, oh, you I missed, I missed, or something, you? I missed five yeah. days recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. So two spent looking after the family and then three for me being sick. Yeah, and then I've already just I've just done a whole another set four days, uh, four shifts, and now I've got the first day of my next shift on my next set on Wednesday, and then I'm off for three weeks. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, sweet. Well, the the reason why I'm only doing one random day actually is because I was meant to be going up to Palmerston North for a um a firefighting competition, like a vehicle extrication competition. So I oh, yeah. booked off these extra three days uh, on top of my standard two weeks leave and yeah. um yeah the thing got cancelled but i thought fuck it i'll keep my leave <laughs> you know just have a bit longer off so yeah there's this random one day to work and then i'm off 
No, it's good. That's good to have a break, eh? Yeah, I'm looking forward Get to it. Do stuff. Hmm. I'm going to spend a bit of it um, exercising, I think, because I've just joined the gym. We were talking about the last in the last episode about how I've bulked on about ten kilos since I've been doing a non-active job. And yeah. we were talking about how, you know, exercise is good for the mental health. And I thought, you know, you've got to bite the bullet and get involved. And it was ironic, actually, because I got a message from a friend of mine. <laughs> That's what my sedentary job is doing to me, mate. I just wobbled my belly for people who can't see. <laughs> you don't want to see mine. Because um, <laughs> I got titties to go with it. And, <laughs> yeah. And um, I got a text from an old mate of mine I used to flat with in Timaru many years ago. And um, him and his wife have actually just moved to Lincoln because they own their own business and Lincoln for them was a good place to move to. So, you know, old friends of mine have moved here now and he sent me a message recently saying, I listened to your, uh, your last episode actually and I heard you talking about the old putting on the weight thing and he said look I'm also looking to get involved as well I've just joined a local gym and I want someone to come and exercise with me because he said he's not motivated and he needs someone to help him be motivated (laughs) and I thought well I'm the same I mean I'm not motivated to go to the gym either but you know what if there's someone else that's keen to go to the gym to do something about their uh, fitness then fuck it might as well it might help me get my ass moving as well, so we're going to be doing that. Yeah, why not, eh? Absolutely. So, yeah, let's see. <coughs> I'm, I'm seriously thinking about it at the moment, eh, joining our local one, because it's open 24 hours a day, so mm. um, I just get home from work and I've got no, I haven't got the motivation to get out and do something, and, you know, I've got gym equipment in the shed at home, but you just you never get out and use it. Yeah. I think if I had a membership, I'd actually go to the gym. Yeah, that's it, eh? And it's a lot of people who yeah. say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll buy my own equipment and have it at home because it'll save me going to a gym. Um, yeah. But here's the funny thing, actually, is the gym is just up from my house. You know that little shopping centre because the pub is next door? Yeah, the one with so, the pub. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I walk yeah. in the right direction. If I'm going for a workout, I need to go in the right direction of the gym, not just yeah. veer right and end up in the – it's like, oh, shit, how did I end up in here? Oh, just a jug, thanks, barkeep. <laughs> <laughs> easy done, it's easy to do. It is, mate. Yeah, absolutely. All righty, let's get into it. Two, three, four, five. Down the tools, up the mic. A trendy guy, a radio guy, two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails. And one nails hits We'll review good beers And just shoot the sh** We're R&B And Andy G And this is Tradio Tradio What is it, 45 now? 45, 46, can't remember I can't remember, I haven't even looked (laughs) Doing that many of them (laughs) Yeah Bosses at work are pretty generous Because on our first day shift If it falls on a weekday They always buy us a round of coffees To start the day and that's always quite nice and um, they they did it in the last shift and on the top of the coffee they write your name in vivid so that they know whose is whose because the order's quite big and I have to say uh, my colleagues are assholes and I'll tell you why because I have my coffee drinking away and then about uh, two hours later I uh, pop to the bathroom I look in the mirror and I've got a big black dot on the tip of my nose (laughs) So the the vivid where they'd written my name on top of the coffee had come off on my nose and no prick told me it was there. (laughs) I'm walking around with a black dot on my nose. 
Everybody just needed a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> they probably had a chuckle when I left the room, actually, because no one said a fucking thing to me. Um, anyway, so I've been sitting there for a couple of hours with a big black dot on the end of my nose because the vivid had come off my coffee lid. <laughs> tell you what, I'm a shocker for coffees now. Eh? I, I've now figured out where all the best and cheapest coffees are. Like, And uh, believe it or not, Bunnings Warehouse, the one in Tirapa and the other one in Frankton, they've got little cafes in there. Mm. $3.80 for a big, for, for like a medium flat white, real nice one too. Cheapest ones around and they're good. So... I think there you go. If you really want a cheap coffee, go to Bunnings. I think you know, coffee is an important thing, and it's got to be done right. I mean, every yep. time you and I used to leave Thames to go fishing, we'd always stop off at the Blue Bakery, and we'd make. Oh, I've got a story about him. And we'd meet that this guy called Coffee Bro. That's what we called him, Coffee Bro. Coffee Bro. Coffee Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you want a coffee, bro? Yes, please. Oh, you go fishing today? Yes, we go fishing. I make you coffee for your fishing. He never came with us. I always invited him. I said, <laughs> you should knock off and come fishing with us. Oh, no, too busy working. Yeah. But I've got a funny story about him. I think there's a, there's a cafe in Gordonton, and the guy that works in there is Cambodian as well. And he's he. I've made good. I've made mates with him because I always stop there and get a coffee. And he's. He, I walk in the door now, and he just goes medium flat white. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't even have to order it now. And. Um, he goes, oh, I've got a good mate, owns a cafe in, in Thames, he's over there. And I said, oh, it's not the blue one. And he's like, yeah, 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 and he's my good mate. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you come with a bit of a coffee slut, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so that's it, eh? you've, you, you've, it, it's, um, you could almost make a podcast on uh, the best places to get coffee, really. Yeah, if you're travelling around so much, you could always plot the best places to go to and make sure that you sort of, you know, you make your work appointments around the best uh, cafes and bakeries based on their yeah. coffee. I found a good one today. I went to Matamata to see some customers, and there's a little, a little. I thought I'll just go somewhere different for a, grab a coffee, and there's a little coffee shop there. It's only a little one. And it's called Coffee something, Coffee Addict or something like that. And uh, I thought, oh, that sounds pretty good. And it says, we know how to make coffee or something on the front of the shop. So I went, oh, that sounds good. So I went there and got a got a medium flat white like I always do. And, and actually, it was bloody good. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, there's nothing worse than grabbing yourself a coffee and it tastes like absolute shit, like they've just taken it from the dregs catcher at the bottom yeah. of the machine, you know. Well, it tastes burnt. Yeah. You get those ones that have got that real bitter taste to them, eh? Yeah, some places make them, and you're just like, what the fuck is that? We apologise to anyone listening from, like, Colombia or somewhere like that, you know, <laughs> where coffee comes from, and they really actually know how to make good coffee. Yeah. We probably butcher it in New Zealand, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, just imagine if, like, everywhere in New Zealand makes coffee completely wrong, and all the coffee connoisseurs from other countries come over, and they're like, these guys haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I've always wanted to try those ones. You see them on travel shows and they're like pouring it from a great height. You know, they get like a big thing with coffee and they shh, like this and pour it from way up. Mm. That coffee always looks really good. <laughs> yeah, it does because it's, it's, it looks well mixed, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, well yeah. tempered if that's the word you use for it. Keen to try that. They probably yeah. make you sketch out. It's probably like really strong. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine actually because you see a lot of those documentaries where you, you have – people going to street food vendors and if it's not covered in flies apparently it tastes really good um (laughs) street food apparently is really fucking good you can't get anything much more authentic than that yeah you know and i've I've risked it i have risked it when i was traveling i have had street food from the vendors on the street just 
thought bugger, you know, it looked good and it looked clean. As long, I think that's the main thing. If it looks like it's properly cooked and it looks like it's been handled correctly, usually fine. Eh? You just yeah, if it looks a bit dodgy, yes, steer clear of it. But mm. I've had some good experiences, like some really beautiful food. I would have to say the same about Germany. I went there for a winter market one year when I was living in the UK. We just jumped over there and and um, I remember buying some, uh, what was it, breakfast sausage, I think it was. You know, proper breakfast hot dog and um, some mulled wine or glue vine, they call it over there. And these are from like yeah. street vendors. And that, mate, was just the bomb, mate. That was the, that was the stuff. Yeah. yeah and I've never good, found anything right quite good. like it. Talking about hop, skipping a jump over to places. I'm actually coming back down to South Island again in a couple of weeks. You know, it's about five weeks, I think. I'm not coming to Christchurch this time. All <laughs> oh, right. What are you up to down here? Oh, I've got I had a heap of air points to use up. So, and me and Erin are due for a, me and my missus due for a, uh, a weekend away. So, we've never been to Nelson. So, we thought, oh, stuff yeah. it. So, I went online the other night and just had a look, and there were some fairly cheap airfares. So, we're just flying down on a Friday to Nelson and uh, spend a couple of nights down there and fly back Sunday night. So just have a couple of days away without the kids. Yeah. I've only been to Nelson Airport. I've never actually been to Nelson. So uh, you have to tell us what it's like. Yeah, we're just I'm going to have a couple of days there, so we probably won't get around a lot, but we'll get around and have a bit of a look. Yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah, I was flying – where was I going from? I think I was flying from Timaru – up to Rotorua many years ago, and I think Nelson was the halfway stop, but it was like the stop, the connecting airport. And I didn't leave Nelson Airport. I just remember being like, here's Nelson Airport. Fantastic. Oh, we're off again. <laughs> yeah, so no experience. They changed the gerbils that were running in the wheels to keep the propellers going, yeah. did they, halfway? Yeah. I think getting it, tired. I think it was one of those pencil airplanes, yeah. <laughs> My wife and I find that quite difficult with the toddler, eh? I mean, she still needs us at this stage, so we can't leave her for any sort of length of time with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did right. Bit of a bit of a sacrifice now, but it'll be gone before you know it. I actually yeah. went to a um went to a sixtieth birthday party on the weekend with a friend of mine. And um he doesn't even look it. I didn't think he was that old. He only looks like maybe early fifties. He's actually quite a young looking dude. And uh real good bugger. And I was talking to him about it, actually, about time and stuff. And he said, well, he goes, how old are you? And I said, oh, I'm 42. I'll be 43 soon, you know, in about a month. And, he, and he's like, oh, yeah. And he goes, I was your age when my daughter Olivia was born. And he said, she's now 17. And he goes, I don't know where it went. It just feels like I blinked and it's gone. So I was like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. And it feels a bit like that these days, eh? Time just like, it just does. a freaking blur, man. You know what that tells me, though, eh, is that you've got to spend as much time with your kids as you can before they don't want to spend time with you anymore. Yeah, well, Chloe's getting like that now. She'll be 13 at her next birthday. You know, she's 12 going on 20. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we've got so, one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now she's growing up. She's Believe it or not, she's wearing her mother's clothes. My daughter is now wearing clothes that – at 12 that my wife was wearing only a few years back and now she, my wife can't fit them now but I was like even and a couple of the things that that were there my daughter can't even fit them they're too too small for her yeah I was like Jesus how small were you <laughs> it's madness eh? like my, my daughter who's almost about to turn 13 as well she um she steals my wife's clothes she wears my wife's shoes um yeah. And if if she needs a bit of a uh, a rack up, you know, oh, hey, what you're doing, blah blah blah, she will square up to my wife because she's the same height. 
It's almost like yeah. a, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, holy fuck, they grow up very fast. <clears throat> they do, mate. Talking of the kids, say, um, I'm going to start this off by saying why my morning routine is like a horror movie. So <laughs> when I get in from my night shift, I get in sometimes around 7am. And generally no one else is up at that time in the morning. They all sort of start rising about half past seven. Anyway, so I'm in the kitchen and you can see my bedroom door from the kitchen, right? Because it's all pretty open plan at my place. Anyway, so I'll be standing there making my toast or doing whatever I'm making for my breakfast. And it's still very dark at seven o'clock in the morning. So I I put on minimal lights because... I, I do stealth, mate. When my family is still asleep, I'm stealth because I don't want to wake anyone up. You know, I respect the sleep situation and I'm fucking stealth. My wife's the completely opposite, though. I mean, if she's doing the same thing, she'll be playing a drum kit. But um, anyway, my point is I can see my bedroom door from the kitchen when I'm doing what I'm doing. Anyway, the reason why my morning routine generally turns out like a horror movie is because my toddler Elise, she's now three. She uh, she's got radar ears, so she hears Dad, and she gets up and she's clutching her stuffed Peppa Pig. She's got a little like a big Peppa Pig teddy, which is stuffed, and yeah. uh, I won't hear her come out. But she'll open the door and she'll stand at the end of the hallway there, where my bedroom where my bedroom door is, and it's dark, and I can see this little person standing at the end of the hallway a dark hallway holding their teddy just looking at me and I'm just like that is fucking horror movie material right now <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chucky yeah hey, she's, Chucky. she's not moving she's just standing there staring at me and I'm like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. fucking hell kids are good at that fucking good at it but the, the funny thing I'll say something to her I say morning do you want to come here and have some toast and she'll just stand there and you can't see her moving. Just you, eyeing you up. <laughs> yeah. And she's got big eyes, so you can kind of make out the eyes. But, uh, yeah, that's how my morning routine turns into a horror movie when your toddler's standing at the end of a dark hallway staring at you. <laughs> Jeez, my, uh, talking about things like that, my, my youngest sister used to sleepwalk years ago. I don't know whether she sleepwalk with her. She used to just get up and roam around. But I remember waking up one night in my bed as a kid and I just had this horrible feeling that someone was in my room. And I remember rolling over and, and looking and here's, here's my little sister standing beside my bed, like staring at me. And this is at like <laughs> four o'clock in the morning in the pitch black. I just remember rolling over and going, <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. Oh, it would, eh? especially when you're not expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> Things that stick in your mind. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did that to my wife once. Actually, she, she she fell asleep on the couch, which is not something she does often. And uh, I'd come in from fire training, and there she is, combing on the couch. I'm sort of standing over her, thinking I might wake her up and just say, "You should be going to bed now." It's kind of ten o'clock at night. Anyway, she wakes up and fuck, she almost hit the ceiling. <laughs> um, because she doesn't fall asleep on the couch. You know, I I find it very yeah. easy to do that. She doesn't, yeah. and uh, yeah, she got a bit of a fright, <laughs> fair to say. <laughs> I was like, fuck, please don't divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> Scare the shit out of them. <laughs> oh, I got uh, I got a little bit of news for you about my old man. He uh, He's finally retired. Yeah, he mentioned that. 
Yeah. No, like properly retired. Did I mention that last time? Well, you mentioned that he's left. Yeah, he, he pretty much packed up his shit and walked out. Yeah, but I honestly, I just had this feeling he was going to go back. I just thought he was going to like go, oh, oh, I'll let myself calm down, then I'll go back. But no, nah, he is actually, he properly handed in his notice. He's done it. He's, he's actually left and he said he's never going back. So, so for context, your dad has, uh, and this is sort of your background too, but you've both worked at one of the most, well, would, would prestigious be the word or the biggest historical engineering business in the Thames Coromandel region? Yeah, probably one of the most long-established ones in the country. Yeah. And um, we won't name names, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think Dad's done about 40 years there, all up. So mm. probably 35, 40 years. And I did, shit, I did 14, 15 years there with them. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's just he's, – uh, he's getting old. He's getting old and grumpy, so he needs to retire anyway. So, no, it's good to see because he's going to spend a bit more time doing doing stuff he wants to do now. So, yeah, well, I said to him, he it, needs yeah. to get his bloody boat boat round this side, and then he can spend a bit of time working on it, and then we can do some bloody fishing. Well, this is so, it. Do you know what, mate? Like, work really these days, especially work, really starts to get in the way of life, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, big um, time. In fact. That reminds me, I'll make a note of this, but in the next podcast, my mum is fantastic to talk to about this kind of stuff. Now, we might even actually get my mum on the next episode, actually, because she can talk to us about how you can actually fix your work-life-family balance. And she did this thing with me that it was almost like she created this, helped me, and I did it myself, but she taught me through creating like a pie chart, which actually helps you figure out just how much time you're spending doing one thing like yeah it's sort of it brings out just how much you're working compared to how much you're having recreational time or family time yeah. or you know so maybe we'll get her on to talk about that because i think it's yeah, a fucking good. valid thing to share especially these days where a lot of people spend so much time working and don't have enough time for anything else and i think that's kind of what we're falling yeah. into these days yeah and i think uh modern life tends to that's why I reckon why there's a lot of failed relationships, eh? and people don't even bother getting into long-term relationships in this day and age. It's just, it just work just gets in the way, and you end up like even my, you know, my wife and I. We're trying at the moment. That's why we're going to take that weekend and go away for a weekend because at the moment she's busy with her professional career, and I'm flat out with my new job, and it's a bloody twelve-hour-a-day job sort of thing. And um, yeah, so we're just really desperately trying to figure out ways that we can spend more time. We're con- both consciously trying to. Make sure we spend plenty of time with the kids. Go to the sporting things. Do everything as we much as we can as a family, you know, and try and yeah, everything that we do, even if we just go in for a walk or something, you know, make sure we do it together because the time just flies by, man. Yeah, well, that's it. The kids will be growing up when you're stuck at your desk. Yeah, that's um, right. But you know, it's the same. It's the same with. Uh, it just loops back to what we were just saying earlier. You know, talking yeah. about how the kids just get. You know, they they're getting older. You want to spend as much time with them as you can before they don't want to spend any more time with you, and it sort of goes back to that. Um, and this is it, though. Like with the cost of living these days, as well, is that people, if they can, will try. Especially people on an hourly. I mean, it doesn't work so much for people who are on um, a salary, but for those on an hourly rate, they'd be picking up more work just yeah. to make ends meet. And then yep. the fucking tax man comes in and taxes you more on your earnings. If you've got a second job, you pay secondary tax, which then fucks you further. And then you're spending yep. all this time trying to earn a little bit of extra money that A goes to the tax man and B fucks up your 
you know, your family time. So it's just, you just yeah, can't The only work. person who's making any decent money uh, these days is the people in politics and the uh, tax man, yeah. That's right. The, yeah, the very, the, banks. The, very people that, <laughs> the very people that dictate how much of your earnings go to them. Yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a conspiracy, man. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> but this is it like that. Australia, and I stand corrected, but I'm pretty sure they don't have GST on their fruit and veg. But that's the thing. Why, why can't we do that? I mean, it's just getting too hard these days. I mean, we're still on a single income at the moment. Yeah. You know, bless my wife. She's looking for a job because my daughter is now at um, preschool. But we don't, oh, want, yeah, we don't, want, we don't want her to rush into it too much. Yeah, she's she's loving it. She really is. Yeah. Yeah, Got she... Hanging out with some mates. Yeah, well, she, she well, picked her up today and she uh, had a new friend. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah, but she seemed to be enjoying herself. But the thing is, though, she's going through this phase now where in the morning she can't wait to get to preschool. Oh, yay, preschool today. And as soon as we get to the car park and it's time to hop out the car, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Yeah, you remember the days of pooks, mate? We used to get that all the time. Blake was <laughs> right. terrible for it. I used to drop him off there, eh? And then he always, they actually had a thing for him because he was used to get that upset that he actually had a little stool that they would stick next to the window so that once I dropped him off, he'd go to the window and hold his little doggy in his mouth and stand yeah. on the stool and look out the window. And he'd, as long as he got to wave to me to say bye, he was okay. And he just, every day, he used to wave out the window to me and I'd be backing out going, I feel like such a bad parent leaving my kid in this daycare that's upset and doesn't want me to go. Yeah. You know, it's fucking heartbreaking. So I can confirm now that Australia do not have GST on their fruit and veg. That's shit, eh? Like, we should be doing that here. Mm. And they just said that. What cracked me up the other day, mate, is I heard the best one ever. It was on the radio. They were going on about tomatoes in New Zealand, and they said, because of the weather the and the bad growing season for tomatoes, that the um, tomatoes have been damaged by rain and by weather and cloudy conditions and blah, 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 that the price is going to go up on them. And I thought... Bullshit. 90% of New Zealand's tomatoes are grown in tunnel houses in New Zealand. Yeah. Some of the biggest fucking tunnel houses in New Zealand grow all our tomatoes. Yeah, and right. it's like, what the hell? They're just lying to everybody now for excuses to put the price up. Yeah, and this is it. And, you know, why do we pay so much for kiwi fruit when they're only just fucking grown down the road from you? Yeah, and avocados. I mean, fucking $5.99 an avocado really gets yeah. your head out of your ass. I know. <laughs> Do you know what? In all fairness, yeah. though, we've got a fruit and veggie shop not far away from us. And, um, you know, we buy our fruit from there occasionally, but it's only when they're really doing specials. And to be fair to them, they quite frequently do like 10 avocados for 5 bucks, and that's where you kind of you jump in and you go grab them, but they're all fucking green, so you can't eat them straight yeah. away. But... um. They don't take long because avocados, as we all very well know, they fucking, one day they're good to go, next day they're fucking rotten, you know? Especially if you stick them near bananas. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hang on. Spilt my drink. It's pretty shit. What are you drinking? Coffee. Nice cup of tea. Well, a cup of tea? The carpet's also having some too. Oh, yep. Is it thirsty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But because I'm in my wardrobe, it's now all over my clothes. Oh, lovely. Yeah, because I've got a tall boy in front of me, yep. which all my fucking recording equipment's on, and I had the bottom drawer open. Anyway. I got some brownie points with my wife on the weekend. I went and brought her a nice new tall boy for her wardrobe because she's had this shitty old one in there that we've literally had since we moved back from overseas. <laughs> 
That was a second-hand one. So it's bloody, God, when did we move back? 2007, 6, 2006, something like that. So it's a very, very old one. So she got a brand spanking new one in her wardrobe. Now all her clothes are tidy. We went through her wardrobe while we did it and tried. That's where all the clothes came from. My daughter was trying on. Yeah. Tried on all these clothes and all these ones she didn't like. And she's got like half the amount of clothes in the wardrobe now that she used to have. <laughs> you know what, sometimes it's nice to Good. cull back. It's nice to cull back the wardrobe, eh? Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't she's throw happy. any clothes out either. I mean, a lot of my clothes, I've either outgrown them or just don't wear them anymore. And we've got lots of those donation bins around the place and I just donate them on because someone else will love them. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We've got a big box full of stuff to take to the Sally Army and I've got a few pairs of shoes, leather, old leather shoes. That I've, oh, yeah. There's a pair there, no joke, I wore them when I was at high school. They were my high school shoes. And I'm just like... They aren't getting worn again, unless unless my son you know grows into them by the time he goes to high school. But it's amazing, <laughs> amazing what we hold on to, eh? Like, yeah, we hoard a lot of shit. Yeah, well, as I say, I'm here in my wardrobe now, and even though I've culled my clothes several times, and the last time was about six months ago, we got rid of heaps of shit. I'm looking here at just racks of t-shirts, some of which <laughs> I don't think I'll ever wear again, but I'm keeping them just in case I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, you go, that's that's in the old clothes rack. So when I'm painting or doing gardening, I'm going to wear that shirt. Like fuck, you're going to get one of your new ones out when you do it, and you're going to splash paint all over it, and then you're going to get pissed off with yourself because you've got paint on your good shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's usually what I do. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, you know, because especially as I've um, put on a couple of kilos as well, the T-shirts just look like fucking bras on me, you know? <laughs> so... I'm holding on to them for the day that I lose 20 kilos and look good again. Do you want to do a dad joke off? Oh, yeah. I think we'll fit it in before this thing expires. Um, If you remember, we were going to do crass dad jokes. We were. And I did remember, believe it or not. Fuck, did you? (laughs) Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. I can guarantee you I've got one here which is fucking nasty. <laughs> yeah, there's a few here that are like that. <laughs> I'm going to save my nastiest one for the last. It's called a, uh, it's called a teaser, ladies and gentlemen. We want you to <laughs> want you to listen to all of the dad jokes to get to the best ones on radio. What is the difference between ooh and ah? The vowel. <laughs> About three inches. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why I get so many oohs rather than ahs? (laughs) Decipher that how you wish. Actually, I've just watched a documentary on marijuana. I reckon all documentaries should be watched that way. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between kinky and perverted? (laughs) Go ahead. Kinky is when you tickle your girlfriend with a feather. Perverted is when you use the whole bird. (laughs) (laughs) My penis was in the Guinness Book of World Records, but the librarian told me to take it out. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between hungry and horny? I don't know. (laughs) Where you stick the cucumber. My wife is furious at our next door neighbour who sunbathes topless in her backyard. Personally, I'm on the fence. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, then what does... <laughs> what do the mafia and pussies have in common? I don't know. One slip of the tongue and you're in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I could tell that one was going to be good because you were laughing before you did it. <laughs> A woman is on trial for beating her husband to death with his guitar collection. And the judge says, first offender? She says, no, first a Gibson, then a Fender. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference between a genealogist and a gynecologist? Not sure. A genealogist looks up the family tree, a gynecologist looks up the family bush. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. All right. (laughs) You were warned. Yeah. Here's my last one. This is the one I, I, I wanted to save till last. I recently came into a bunch of money, which is strange for me. I usually use a sock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's your crass dad joke off. (laughs) Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Do you know, I kind of enjoyed that a bit more than the standard old dad jokes, to be honest with you, but... Yeah, we should do some more. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, because they're called dad jokes. It's very hard to find crass ones. Yeah, I just get crass jokes. It's just funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here's one. Here's one. There's an extra one. All what right. do boobs and toys have in common? You can play with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were both. <laughs> they were both originally made for kids, but daddies end up playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Tradio Land, just for a bit of context, Oren just had to momentarily pop away. And then when he comes back into the chat, I see that he's waiting there and I have to let him in. Hi again. What is the waiting room like? Is it is it nice? Is it painted nice? What's that, sorry? When you're in the Zoom waiting room waiting for me to admit you, what's it like? Is the room nicely decorated? Has it got has it got a comfortable couch or a little bit of porn? On the TV in the corner of the room there, and oh yeah, that's no, good. It's good. It's got flowers on the walls. <laughs> very calming, very calming atmosphere. Yeah, because it says to music. Me- you know that you know, that elevator music playing in the background. <laughs> ding, ding. What the world needs now is, <laughs> is love, true sweet. love. Have you ever been into those automatic toilets that have got that in it? These is yeah. You shut the door and it goes. You have two minutes to take a shit. One of those ones, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. uh, Pyro, isn't it? Isn't that by the LMP? Yeah, one? yeah, and then it goes, well, the world needs now. And I reckon they do it to make you hurry up and have a crap because no one wants to sit there and listen to that music for too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, those toilets. Are those the toilets uh, in Pyro that play the music? Are the only ones that um, I know of that play music? I don't know any other ones. I think it was the Pyro ones I'm thinking of, too. Yeah. Oh, the ones in Natia do it as well. Because I'd be interested to know, I mean, if you over, overstay, you're welcome, so to speak. Do the, the door does, just unlocks. Does it just open? It opens, and you're still sitting on the shitter. <laughs> and you've got all these tourists standing there waiting for a dump, yeah. and then all of a sudden all the cameras come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I've never stayed long enough, so I don't actually know what happens. Mm. I don't shit in public toilets anyway. Oh, you got to go, you got to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just on a, um, on a call-out just earlier this week, Fire Brigade, and it was yep. a, uh, a rather sad one. I won't go into specifics, but um, 
we were on our way back and we stopped at a local cafe just for a bit of a debrief. And, you know, that's what we do after call-outs that have been quite difficult to deal with. And we ordered our coffees and uh, my officer in charge was like, we'll stop at a cafe, I'll buy you a round of coffees, guys. And uh, so we did, we stopped at the cafe and he'd forgotten his card, so I, <laughs> I had to run back to the truck and get mine. So it ended up being me that was going to shout the coffees, which yep. was, you know, which was fine. I mean, fuck, what's a few coffees? Anyway, as soon as I get back with my card, someone had already paid for them for us. So I thought that was really quite nice. You know, there was a, a, oh, yeah. a good Samaritan out there that had seen us ordering these coffees, obviously waiting to pay for them. And this person just jumped in and, and uh, paid the bill. So that was actually quite a, quite a nice thing to do. So yeah, thanks, thanks to that good Samaritan. Bless, bless, bless. Bless, bless, bless. Hey. <laughs> bless, bless. Yeah. Bless those people. Good on them. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, too, if you're standing there and you see, you know, hard working fire off fire firemen and that coming after doing a job like that and they think, oh shit, I've got my card or something. I mean, geez, you'd just be like, yep, sweet, just go and pay for it, you know? Yeah, that's right. But you know, there's, we we never expect it, right? Don't get me wrong, it's never expected at all, but it's just it's as nice when it happens. But there was a story, and now I don't remember where it was in New Zealand, but there was a local fire brigade who had a massive call-out. It was like a sizable call-out, and they stopped by the local McDonald's to get some breakfast. And it turned out that they didn't have their FPOS cards on them either, and what they'd said, look, can we order this food, and we will come back later and pay for it. And these guys had been at this call-out for hours and hours and hours. They were starving, they were knackered, they were fucking dirty, and they were just yeah. hungry, and they thought McDonald's, that will just hit the spot. You know, and we'll, we'll do that on the way back. Anyway, so the, the local McDonald's there said, no, we're not going to let you do that. So they went away hungry and, and you know, and obviously they went home and ate, right? But um, yeah. the point is, is that the McDonald's was just like, nah, not going to help you out. Not going not gonna to allow you to come back later. I mean, it wasn't, they weren't expecting it for free. Yeah. They said they'd come back later and pay for it, but they were told, no, sorry, not going to do that for you. Bye-bye. And it was a bit shit, really, especially for, you know, it was a small community as well. So, you know, that... That, that sort of word would travel pretty quickly. Yeah, and, but McDonald's, um, is just, McDonald's sucks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, say it, but, I know what you think yeah. about the place, mate. Um, yeah. But the local pizza hut, about a week later, he turned up to that fire brigade's training night with an armload of pizzas. And, you know, and that was a small gesture, but it went a long way. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah well, it doesn't, t- it doesn't take much to make somebody's day, you know. Mm. It's... Uh, it's a bit of a shame there's not more people in the world that are quite open to all the, you know, small gestures and yeah. just helping someone out. I, I always said to my missus, you know, like, I know it's a, it's a dream to do some of this, but I said if I if I won a substantial amount of money in lotto, like, like you know, in the millions of dollars, first thing I'd do, the first charity I'd go to would be um, like the Auckland Starship Hospital for children, you know, and I'd go to them and I'd say, what do you need for your hospital? That would be cool. You know, and just if they need a new MRI machine or something that might cost you half a million bucks or whatever they're worth, yeah. you'd just buy it for them, you know? Yeah. And then you can say, there you go. At least I know my charity money went to something good, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. See, personally, I mean, having now experienced the ambulance side of things, I'd buy an Ambo um, because, you know, they're, they're few and far between. Yeah. And that would help lighten the load. I know the recent government budget actually has um, signified a, a rather large cash injection, which we'll put another 
30, was it 35 to 40 ambulances out there, which is nice. And two new electric ambulances that they've just put out that they're going to trial in, in, in cities. Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully the budget's there to fix our fucked roads. Yeah, that'd be a good Oh, yeah. Well, this is it, actually. <laughs> you want to see because... the roads around the Waikato, mate. Woohoo! Mate, they're just terrible. Um, yeah. I did see, um, well, because you know how they're talking about putting money into the bilingual road signs, so there's both Māori and English on them. Yeah. I saw one of those parody cartoons online, which you'd normally see in the newspaper. You know those artists that will do controversial cartoons taking the piss out of the current news stories? Yeah. I did see after they were talking about spending all this money on these bilingual road signs and not enough really on fixing our roads. The cartoon depicted a road full of potholes, but every pothole had a bilingual sign next to it saying pothole. And then <laughs> and then the Māori translation for that, and I thought that was quite comical. Yeah. It's fucking, yeah, bang <laughs> on the money, though. It was dead right. Yeah. yeah. You know, because to be fair, I love the Māori language personally, and, you know, I don't mind the whole bilingual thing, but I think there is a time and a place for that, and I think the state of the roads at the moment, maybe not quite yet. Yeah, they need to be concentrating on that money's got to go indirectly into roading. Ooh. So. Because we've got a growing population, growing amount of people using vehicles on the road, growing amount of trucks on the road, delivering stuff, which is the stuff. And no offence to truckies, truckies are awesome, but the big heavy 60-odd ton or 40 ton, whatever they were, those big trucks, those are what are damaging the road. Like a little 1.5 ton car isn't going to do fucking any damage to a road. It's the big, big lorries because we've eliminated huge amounts of rail from our country and now we've got these massive big logging trucks and that driving around and, and when they go bouncy bouncy on the road they usually put holes in them yeah <laughs> so something i've noticed actually is the holes with all the, the roads with all the potholes on them the potholes normally follow um slightly bumpy or ridged roads you know like when the yeah. the roads are slightly uneven and all the traffic is going up over the bump when they come back down again that's where the pothole starts to form because of the weight of the vehicle pushing down on the road yeah there's one road on the way to Hamilton at the moment. It's like, honestly, mate, it's like a roller coaster. You go, I always know that just on the other side of the little bridge along the straight, it just sort of semi drops off. And then it's just like, it must be just the rhythm of the bumps that everyone's gone over. It's slowly gotten worse and worse. And now it's, you, you're, by the time you get to the last one, you're almost coming out of your seat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, woohoo! Do you know what I don't mind, actually, as, as when you get those bumpy roads where it's just that one bump that gives you the zero gravity feeling when you come over the other side? That's like the ultimate bump in the road. And there's, Do you remember the one on the way to Hamilton? I don't know. The one on, the, on the back road to Tirapa. No, I don't remember that one. You turn off at like a – it used to be an old school there, and you turn off to the right, and then you go out and it takes you the back way to Tirapa, and only probably two k's down the road on that road, there's a, there's a big straight, and then right at the end of it there's a big – big mound in the road if you hit it about 100, 100 k's an hour and you go off the other side you go woo big the old light guts <laughs> like a roller coaster yeah um, the kids always go floor it because <laughs> <laughs> there's one here in Christchurch um, which obviously goes over a pipeline and it's on the way to Arana Park the big zoo that's in Christchurch yeah and it's brilliant like the thing is if you go over that too fast you will get airborne and you can tell people have because on the other side of that hump where the road starts to even out again, it's just gouged, you know, like yeah. gouges out of the road, like fucking big gouges. And I thought, yep, 
<laughs> someone out there has slightly bigger balls than me, but I do like that because, you know, the whole zero gravity thing is such a nice feeling, and that is the perfect... In fact, I think that's probably, dare I say it, one of the best zero gravity bumps in the road in the country. Yeah. We'll have to go try it out next time you're down, mate. We'll have to go get yeah. it a nudge. Two or yeah. three times. You probably got they probably got like the Dukes of Hazard Hazard music playing as they go <laughs> off at eight. <laughs> mm. Those boys knew how to do a jump back in those <laughs> <Yeah>. days. <laughs> and all they were doing was going to the zoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's actually one like that on the way to um, go out past Otrahonga. You know, there's a couple of companies I go and see out there, and there's a back road out to one of them. He's way out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a freaking bridge on it. You come out this road, and there's a there's a it's an old I think it goes over some old railway lines or something. Yeah, but fuck, it's steep. If you go over it at anything more than about sixty k's an hour, you'd get airborne. Like and long, it's like this one on the other side of these big gouge marks out of the road <laughs> where people have been jumping it. <laughs> yeah, I fully recommend that one in Christchurch, though. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested, you know, I don't know how I'd ever find out, but I'd be interested to know if uh, how many times the emergency services have been called there to cut people out of their vehicles. Or just to tow the ones that are fucked because the suspension's all broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, the ones who tend to uh, go over those the fastest are the ones who aren't quite that skilled, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. A majority of which may not may not have their driver's licences, you know? It's probably one of those ones that ends up on, like, you know, the, those little funny video clips that pop up on on YouTube and yeah. Facebook. Yeah. There's probably some guy going, what's this, bro? Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is my bro Matthew, and he's just stolen this car, and we're going to go take it over this bump and see how high we can get. Um, but, you know, there's a few questions to ask, right? How many stolen cars have been taken over that bump? How many... <laughs> How many bumpers have been knocked off? How many cars have rolled? How many people have been cut out of said cars? How many people have landed it perfectly? How many people have spewed out their ring? How many people? Honestly, I've only ever been airborne in a car once, and that was on the old Tarong. If anyone is listening, and they probably listen from you know, this is probably people that are a bit older because they've actually fixed this bump in the road. It was that bad in the in the nineties when I was going to Polytech down in Tarong. I used to take the old Taronga Road, which was the bypass road to bypass Waihee. And halfway along the straight at the back part of it, down by the golf course, there was a rise in the road. And it was where another road came out to. For some reason, it was just went up to this freaking road and then just dropped off the other side. And I hit it one day in my Toyota Corolla and I went, Woof off this thing, the rev, the rev limit went, nah, 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 nah. and the cars, the wheels were spinning because I did <laughs> crashed down onto the road on the other side and kept going. That's a that's a sure <laughs> sign that you've lost traction. <laughs> yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I didn't I didn't actually expect to get airborne. Some sometimes people learn their lessons the hard way, right? But I'm going to say uh, not recommended, of course, with my firefighter yeah. helmet on. <laughs> Aaron thought he was doing a great job with that jump. <laughs> Funny the things you do when you're young, though, and you look oh, back like, and you get a bit older and you think, oh, my God, was that really that sensible? <laughs> <laughs> We've all done dumb shit. And you know you've grown up when you look back and go, that was a stupid thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't had my boat out yet either. Since when? Well, I think I went out in, like, February with my old, with my old man and my son. <laughs> Shit. I started the motor up the other day. It still goes. 
Well, it's a well, I fucking hope so. <laughs> it's a new motor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it still goes. Just haven't been on the water. Yeah, that would be a good no, thing, wouldn't it? One day. See, this is it. This goes back to the whole fucking work-life balance thing, doesn't it? Yeah, well, someone over here who's uh, supposedly got some ear points to use up was going to come up and come fishing with me. So the kids are coming up to my parents' place in October. And, um, yeah, so my parents paid for the flights up and my wife just gave the ear points to my parents. But oh, yeah. that shouldn't stop anything. I mean, let's just fucking do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flights aren't too bad at the moment. They've got some pretty good deals on, eh, with even Jetstar, it's their birthday at the moment. I mean, reliability can sometimes be an issue, but <laughs> mm. other than that, you'll eventually get there. I've flown Jetstar once, and it was okay. But you hear, I, I don't know whether it's just hearsay, but you hear people go, oh, fucking everyone's had a bad story with them, and their flight was cancelled or it was delayed or... Probably not as you bad know. as fucking Ryanair in uh, the UK where you got to pay a pound to go for a purse. Ah, <laughs> uh, just wang it out on the floor. You'll be right. <laughs> Everyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. Just, you know, get a coffee and yeah. keep the cup. <laughs> keep the cup. <laughs> it's funny, hey, when you go flying, like I've always said to my missus, I'm, I'm sort of, makes me sound like a bit of a snob, but I've flown those cheap airlines, eh? And, and at the end of the day, I'm like, I'd rather pay an extra 20 or 30 pounds you know, when I was over there, or even an extra 50 bucks in New Zealand to to go on an airline that's comfortable, it's good, you get something to eat, you can use a pisser whenever you want, you know? Mm. So rather than being herded on like sheep. Well, that's, uh, I mean, be aware if you're paying a pittance for your flights, they're going to be recouping those costs some other way. Yeah, yeah. you got to hope the motor goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably those gerbils, mate, that we were talking about earlier that are running yeah. on the wheels, you know? <laughs> I remember going to Lithuania on a Ryanair flight and you know how people sometimes call economy cattle class? Yeah. It was like travelling with cattle. <laughs> um, made, a bunch made, of dudes going there was for stag do's all pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, we were coming back from a stag do. This yeah. was only in like 2014. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was very much like that. It was... Uh, yeah, let's just say I was pretty hungover. A lot of the people on that flight were as well. Yeah, yeah it wasn't much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Being hungover on a plane is not fun, eh? Oh, I almost I've done it multiple times. I almost Actually, didn't I get did it coming board. back from your place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I almost didn't get on board that flight from Lithuania back to the UK at the time because I was in the line, in the passport line, and I was just like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I had to find a bathroom, which happened to be on the other side of the um, passport control. So I managed to have to go all the way back through again just to try and spew, which didn't happen. Then eventually had to rejoin the line, show my passport, and got on board, luckily. But, mate, honestly, it was because we'd been out on the person, as you do on a stag do, and we, we were taken to this bar by this guy who was a staunch local but also had his own um, gun range. Oh, yeah. So we were shooting AK-47s and all these fucking amazing guns, and then he was like, i take you out to the town. And so it <laughs> took us to all these fucking crazy places, and we were drinking this nasty fucking 80% proof bullshit or something. Ugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes you feel awful the next day. And it took about three days to get over it, and... And, you know, the third day was when we were flying back and I was still sick. Yeah, and the worst yeah. thing is, when you get older like now, a normal hangover takes three days to come right mm. from. <laughs> mm. oh, 
the joys of getting older. Well, that's it. It's just so easy to drink, but it's just so hard to get rid of it. Yeah. I had a few the other week, eh? I was, I mean, oh, not last weekend, the weekend before. I, on the Friday night, I got home and it was, it was one of the first sunny days we'd had in ages. So, and it was, oh, it was the countdown, the, the last of the Haraki countdown. Yeah, yeah, the goat, yeah. Yeah, so I um I sat down, listened to that, sat in the sun, had a few beers. I probably had about eight beers, I suppose. And mm. then uh, I woke up the next morning feeling like shit because <laughs> I hadn't drunk anything in so long. Yeah. And I was like, nah, can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say that um, that goat countdown that Hideki did, which is like the top 1,000 as voted by you, um, fucking Rage Against the Machine was number one. Like, yeah, I was a bit disappointed too. Killing in the name of fuck that song. It's 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 been thrashed, eh? That one. It's like it's quite. It's a good song, but I don't think it deserved the number one place on no, that countdown. It's been on Maybe every the rock countdown. It's but, been yeah. number one on every fucking rock station countdown. It's like you know, because it's been on the rock a few times as number one. Yeah, yeah. And then to find out that it was number one on Radio Arctic, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm glad I wasn't listening, to be honest, because I would have been, I, I probably would have smashed my radio. I listened for two weeks. I just had it on in the car when I was driving between customers and yeah. stuff, so I heard a fair bit of it. Yeah, well, I was working at the time, so I didn't find out what the winner was until a bit later. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to rage against the machine fans, but yeah, fuck that band. <laughs> <laughs> It's disappointing. Like, you want something a bit more... I mean, because Radio Haraki is meant to be more about sort of the classic rock songs, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, well, we're getting old now, mate. That probably is classed as a classic rock song mm. now. It was like 1992 or 94, somewhere oh, okay. around there. It came well, that yeah. particular classic song, fuck that song. <laughs> My opinion only. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. There are better things than that. Yeah, I agree though. I agree with that. That rock countdown, uh, that countdown should have had something different at number one. But yeah. hey, I can't can't speak. I didn't even vote, so <laughs> I just to it. I just leave it up to everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> ironically, neither did I. But I know exactly how those fucking countdowns are put together. Yeah, my vote wouldn't yeah, have counted well. anyway. Yeah, I'll give you something to think about for the next uh, the next episode. Yeah, if New Zealand had a walk of fame, who would be on it? Tim Shadbolt. Absolutely. <laughs> but his star would be concreted in, <coughs> wouldn't it? Um, Billy T. James. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't put any politicians on there, apart from, well, <laughs> I say that, you just said Tim Shadbolt, the old mayor of Invercargill. But, you know, he was more of a character than a politician. Yeah. Oh, what was the entertainer's guy's name? That was Sir... Entertainer. Oh, oh Howard Morrison. How, yeah, Howard, Sir Howard Morrison. He'd be on yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> uh, who else would fit the bill? Tim Moira Morrison? Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, while we're on there. Um, Uncle Bully. Bully. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie at work the other night, actually, in between, uh, in between calls. I sometimes watch movies. And I was watching yeah. Once We're Warriors, which featured old uh, Tim. Yeah. And uh, it took me, was it, took me five and a half hours to watch it. It's a one and a half hour movie. Yeah. Um, but still such a good movie. So, yeah, definitely <laughs> those guys, absolutely. Who would be a good musician to put on there? Oh, Dave Dobbin. Oh, yeah, Who Dave Dobbin. You'd have to put um, Johnny Too Good from She Had. 
yeah. He would have to go on there. Only too good in the she-heads. <laughs> yeah. See, I know, would you put the Crowded House, Tim Finn, Neil Finn, would you put them on there? I mean, I mean, they've got a lot of Australian sort of connections. Sorry to my Aussie listeners, but... Yeah. What about Dane Kiriti Kanawa? Absolutely. All Blacks, Buck Shelford, um, John Kerwin, Grant Fox. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd put Richie McCaw and Dan Carter on there as well, I'm thinking. Yeah, yep, you would. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Mm. New Zealand uh, New Zealand uh, is New Zealand's just full of great people, like they say on uh, the Radio Hierarchy, just another great New Zealander. Absolutely. <laughs> Oren B, Andy G. We'd all yeah, be yeah. on we'd all be, we'd on, be there. on there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd we'd be at the far end where no one goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where the concrete starts to turn into dirt. <laughs> yeah, and like we're just our stars are just like paper stuck to the ground with a bolt or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> weighed down by bricks. There, I'd, you know? I'd just take some chalk. Just get down there and just put ours on with some chalk down there. Yeah. When it rains it washes it away. Orin was here. Yeah. <laughs> so I booked some tickets for a concert for the first time in frickin' ages the other day. Oh yeah. Yeah, me and uh, I thought, bugger it, I'm going to go and see Matchbox 20 and Goo Goo Dolls when they come. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming to Christchurch. Well, I was going to fly to Christchurch and see them because the tickets were just about sold out for the bloody new Plymouth one. So, What, are you going on your own? I managed, I managed to get two. No, I got two. No, me and me and Aaron are going to go. Yeah. Oh, Foo Fighters are coming to Christchurch? Yeah. Well, I think I they're coming like, to Auckland as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're coming to Auckland, so I was a bit like, man... Maybe we should go and get some tickets for that as well. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. You know, then again, I've seen the Foo Fighters twice. I've never seen them, eh? That's why I was a bit like, fuck, maybe we should go with the new drummer, see what it's like. But yeah, well, that, that'll that be one of the bigger draw cards, won't it, is um, the Foo Fighters without Taylor Hawkins. Mm. Uh, rest the drummer his, they've got, though, is supposed to be freaking incredible, eh? Yeah, well, he's he covered, didn't he, afterwards, um, the Foo Fighters' uh, tribute to Taylor yeah. Hawkins. They, um, he played a majority of their drums for them. Um. So I think it was just a natural thing that he would get it, really, because he's done all sorts. He's a session drummer, so he's done a lot of drumming for... Um, Nine um, Inch Nails and stuff like that. Nine Inch too, Nails, yeah. Oh, that'd be neat, mate. Matchbox 20, that'd be a fucking great concert to see. I'm just a bit I'm a bit gutted that it's at the, the bowl down in um, at the Brooklyn Bowl, because they got that... Have you seen it? has got that big water thing in front of it. Mm. It's like 10 metres of water <laughs> to the stage, so you actually don't get that close. It's pretty much go and listen to the music. You don't get that close to the band. Yeah. So... You're almost saying, like, what? What? Yeah, yeah. What so I was, I was actually a bit more like, almost felt like paying the money and flying down to Christchurch, but the, the best tickets in the Christchurch ones were already gone. So Yeah, as they would be. Yeah. I was hoping they'd put on one like at Victor Arena or something. like Because Matchbox 20, man, they're an arena concert. You know, they, they need a good venue. Mm. They're an awesome band. So oh, I was a bit gutted when they are doing it there. But. Yeah, well. Well, well. Gives the brakes. Yeah, Monica and her sister are coming down as well. They've got tickets, so we're going to get it all down together, the four of us. Yeah, nice. So, quite cool. We might even just get a book of batch or something down there and come down for a few days. Got a new Plymouth, so. Yeah, nice. All right, mate. Well, I'll let you go anyway. Good catch up. Okay, mate. All good. See ya. Ciao.